We begin today on the first line of the day is Rabbana. Okay, so today's share, the first part of it at least, is going to be about the, the big, big question regarding eating Mazinus bread. Okay, ready? You might not want to eat, you shouldn't want to eat Mazinus bread after today's share at all. Let's keep this Let's get going. Let's get going. Ravona ate 13 rolls. Each one of these rolls were a third of a calf, which is about, I believe, four, the, uh, a size of four eggs. So if you ate 13 of them, that's about the size of 104 eggs. 44. Huh? 24. 104. He ate enough rolls oh, the size of, them, of a, yeah. uh, 13 of them he ate. Yeah. Okay? So it's the size of 104 eggs. So I, I, I don't know if this means literally. Sometimes the Gemara uses this expression as an exaggeration. But the point over here is that he was eating uh, rifty rolls. And as Rashi says, what are we talking about? We're talking about Pas Habar Bekisnen, which was mentioned in yesterday's shir. Rashi's pshat of the Pas Habar Bekisnen is when you have a pastry, you have a dough that a lot of other ingredients are put inside, all kinds of spices and all kinds of uh, nuts and things like that that are put inside the ingredients. And therefore, it's not the regular bread that you make a mitzi on. Okay, so, but he ate a huge amount, a large amount that definitely satisfied him when he ate it. Whether, whether it was exactly this amount, but the point is, he ate enough to satisfy him. Okay? So, let me, before I go right, let me just clarify that this, this, Rashi's opinion is not the only opinion what Pasababa Kisnan means. The Rambam says similar to Rashi, but he says it doesn't mean that he puts spices and nuts into the ingredients. He says, and this is uh, the famous thing about putting apple juice, wine, or a lot of oil into the ingredients, different than challah. In challah, even though there are other ingredients, but the water is the raiv. Whatever oil or eggs, whatever you put in, the water is still the raiv. But if instead of putting in raiv water, you put in raiv of another liquid, of another juice, it has to be raiv, raiv apple juice, okay? or raiv whatever other juice you're putting in, according to the Rambam, that's called pasababa kisnen. Uh, that the Gemara talks about. A third pshat in, in Pasababa Kisnin is the pshat of Rabbeinu Hananel, which is a, Kisnin means a kiss, a packet, like uh, some kind of knish or kish or something where you're putting something inside of it. And in this, there are two opinions about this, <coughs> what the Gemara is talking about. Does it refer to Dafke when there's a packet where you put inside apples or things that are sweet? That's what it's talking about here. Or even if you're putting inside the packet things that are not sweet. You're putting inside potatoes, meat, or whatever it is. Right? A potato condition, things like that. The Al-Tareb and say the Birchus and Anna Paskins that if it's, if it's not something sweet, it's not Pasababa Kisnen. Because again, according to the, this pshat of Pasababa Kisnen, the dough itself is regular bread dough. The only difference is that it's, you have a packet, and because the main purpose of why you're eating it is for the filling, so therefore it doesn't have the regular bracha of Amaitzi. But the Altareva Paskins, if the filling is made of something which is anyways usually used and enjoyed together with bread and a suda, whether it's meat, potatoes, fish, or anything else that you anyways eat during a suda, so then it, it, it's regular bread, and you, whatever you put inside the packet will not change the bracha from Amaitzi. 
But if what you put inside the packet is fruits, whether apple strudel or whatever else it is, even if the dough would have been regular challah dough or bread dough, so then that's the chiddush of Rabbeinu Hananel that in such a case you make the bracha of mezainis because what's inside is sweet. Those are the three opinions of Pasad Baba Kisnen. There's, there's more, but let, let's leave it at that because Alter Rebbe and the Siddur Berches the Tzayi Berches brings these opinions. Let's continue inside. Try as much as I can. So he made, he ate this amount, and he did not, he did not make the bracha of Amaitzi, he did not mention it, he just made a mezainis. Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman said to him, Adi Kafna, this is enough to, for, for your hunger, isn't it? So if so, you should, you, should, you, you have to make a bracha of Amaitzi. Ella, so the halacha is, kol shacherim koivim olav sudeh, tzorach levarich. As long as you're eating enough of an amount that somebody would eat this amount, yes, somebody else would eat this amount, it's, it's perce- conceivable that somebody would eat this amount for a suda, so then you have to make a bracha of amaitzi, even if you're eating mezainus bread, even if you're eating pasababa kisnen. Rav Yehuda, the Gemara brings a story, a story of Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda have a le lebrei, but Rav Yehuda bar chavive. Rav Yehuda made a shidduch, or he's marrying <coughs> off his son, to the daughter of Rav Yehuda bar chavive. So they brought out and they served this Pasababakisna. Kiyasa, when Rav Yehuda came, Shaminu de Kamavarchi Amaitzi. He heard that they're making a bracha Amaitzi. Amaluhu, so he commented to them and said, Am I hearing right? I'm hearing this tzaddik sound. Did I hear a hamaitzi? Maitzitzi de kashamana. Dilma, yeah. Dilma is trying to be polite, right? So he's not confronting him directly. Dilma hamaitzi lechem in aaretz. Kamavarchisum, am I hearing you make the bracha of hamaitzi lechem in aaretz? Omri lays, so the people there said to him, in, yes, we're making a bracha hamaitzi. The Tanya, because we learned in Abraise, Rabbi Moinoim, Mishum Rav Yehuda, Rabbi Moinoim said in the name of Rabbi Yehuda, the Tana Rabbi Yehuda, Passabab Kisnen, this kind of bread, Mervachan Allah, Amaitzi. You do have to make the bracha of Amaitzi. And the Oma Shmuel, and they added and they said, and Shmuel said, Halachik Rabbi Moinoim, that the halacha is like Rabbi Moinoim, so therefore when you eat a Passabab Kisnen, regardless of the amount, even if you just eat a little bit, like when you eat regular bread, his opinion is that you have to make the bracha of Amaitzi. Amalahu, said Rav Yehuda, responded to them and said, No, we learned that Shmuel said that Allah is not like Rav Okay, So you should, not, you should make a bracha on Amaitzi unless you eat a larger amount that satisfies you, as the Gemara said before, and the Gemara will repeat again soon. Amri so they asked him, how could you say that Allah is not like uh, Rav Maina, that said that you always have to make a mighty? Vahamar Huda Omar, aren't you the one that said in the name of Shmuel, Lachmani These Lachmani according to Rashi, Lachmani is just another way of saying Pasababa Kisnen, these bread that are made with different ingredients, with, the, like I said, Rashi's opinion is spices or nuts and so on. Ma'arvin behen, you can use it for the aid of chatzeris. You have to have uh, suda bread for the aid of chatzeris, where you designate where all the people of the courtyard are, are living there. And you also said that you make the bracha of amaitzi on it. So he answered them, no, shani hasam. That statement is different that Shmuel said. The kava suda That's only if you eat enough to establish it to be your meal that you're going to be satisfied with it. Aval kava but if it's not what you're establishing, you suda upon it, so then you do not make the bracha of amaitzi on it. Okay, so this is the actual Allah here. So let me say two things. First of all, 
One point, the Alter Rebbe is very machmer in the Sinyan in the Seyed of Berchus It's It's Yidua that the Alter Rebbe was very machmer regarding the Sinyan, and anyone that wants to follow what the Alter Rebbe says, um, it's, it's, it's pretty clear. The first point is that, as I mentioned before, because there are two opinions about Pasababa Kisnen, whether it means that you added juice or spices into the ingredients, that's Rashi and the Rambam's opinion, or Rabbeinu Hananel's opinion, that it's a bread with a packet that has fruits inside, according to Rabbeinu Hananel, since he says Pasababa Kisnen only means when it has the fruits inside, he disagrees with Rashi and the Rambam's opinion. He says you can put other ingredients inside of it as much as you want. It's still going to be a bracha hamaitzi, even if you're eating less than kviyasuda. Only if it has a filling. If it has a filling of fruits, then it's going to be a mezainas, if you eat less than the share. But the coron, he learns according to Rashi's and the Rambam's prat, no, that, that scenario will be a mitzi. That's number one. Potato knish, even Rabbeinu Hananel. Will be will will be made that the bracha is going to be a mitzvah because as I mentioned it's not sweet it has to be dafka fruits but here's the thing in today's potato knish you have to know what the uh, dough of the potato knish itself is made out of if it's made out of only mostly water regular uh, flour uh, flour and water like uh, challah and bread is made so then potato knish would be a hamitzvah lokula alma no argument about that. Yeah, that's, that's one point. And the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch says that a Baal Nefesh should be machmer to follow Rabbi Nechanal's opinion that even with juice inside of it, even if Reiv is juice, and you're not eating a kvias of Shir Suda, just eating a little tiny bit of it, you should, make, you should not make the bracha of Mezaynas. You should wash an other bread to make a bracha hamaitzi, a real bread that's uh, not with juice in it, and then eat, eat from this uh, Mezaynas bread. Okay? That's the way the Alter Rebbe Paskins. Because you can't... Huh? So I'm not sure. Again, it depends. It depends if it has roiv made peris. If it has roiv made peris, it's the same exact thing. Same, same exact chumra. Roiv juice. Yeah, it's the same shaila. Yeah. Same. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, the, the, the on, on the pita, even if it has majority of uh, juice. No, that's a big. So no, that's part of the bal. No, it's a it's a problem to make a bracha hamoitzi on it because it's roiv, because it's roiv juice. So therefore, according to the other opinion, you can't make hamoitzi on it. So so the so you have to wash and have regular bread. You have to make huh? Or you could be kaveh suda. Correct. If you eat enough to be kaveh suda, but it's the sheer to be eat enough to be kaveh suda is is a lot. It's more. It's more than people. No, no, no. There's a sheer in shulchan There's a sheer in shulchan I believe it has to be above four beitzin, the size of four eggs, and only if you saveya. Or, or if it's above four, uh, only if you're surveyor, yeah, which is a lot. And if you're not surveyor, if even if you're not satisfied, has to be the sheer of the size of six baits and up, which I believe is is not under three bagels, three rolls, three rolls today. So. Just say I'm being Kaveya Suda and therefore I can wash directly on the Mazainis bread and not have other bread to make a bracha on it is not really a solution because you're going to have to eat at least three bagels. Now, besides all of this, the Alter Rebbe is also Machmer, even, if, even without the fact that there's a, it's a big question if we follow Bachlal, this opinion of Rashi and the Rambam, that adding juice turns it into Mazainis, even if we do follow that opinion, but once you are Kaveya Suda, as you see here in the Gemara, then you'll be chayv to make a moitzi on it. <coughs> yeah, anyways, even according to Rashi and the Ramam, you'll be chayv to make a moitzi on it. And now, one second, what, 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 what's called Kaveya Suda, the Alter Rebbe, is, is very machmer in this. The Alter Rebbe <coughs> brings the opinion of the Raivit, which is very machmer. If a person eats mezainis bread, a bagel, that's, so to speak, mezainis, but he's saveya from it, he's satisfied from it, even if it's below the amount of, of four kibetzin, Alter Rebbe there says, the bracha, you have to make a hamaytzi on it. No, you have to make a hamaytzi on something else. You're going to have to make a hamaytzi on something else, and then you're able to eat it. Alter Rebbe is very machmer. 
and on the senior. That's a yeah. Apple turnover if you're having it for breakfast. No, Apple turnover has uh, the pastry. The dough itself is is made out of uh, not rave mayim. It's not made out of the dough. The, the same kind of dough that bread is made out of. So, side the paste, side the dough. The pastry itself is uh, made out of uh, juice or whatever is made out of. And sides sure. filling, filling. There's no there's no shiloh over there. And that that pizza, uh, huh? pizza. That that's a big shiloh. Pizza is a very very big shiloh. What what the bracha would be on it? Just because you add a topping. Pizza is not it's regular dough. Elama, you add a topping on top of it. You put cheese on top of it. So that's passabal bekisnen. That's passabal bekisnen. But here's the thing: calzones are filled. Wait a minute. Calzones are filled with vegetables, and therefore, according to the psak of the Alter Rebbe and the Siddur, it's not. It does not qualify for passabal bekisnen because passabal bekisnen is only sweet. Only sweet. So the only thing you could have to look at the calzone is what is the ingredients of the of the dough itself. And like I said, if the ingredients of the dough itself, even if it's raif juice, the Alter Rebbe says a balnefer should be machman never to make a mezainus on it. And if you kivei suda, even not a balnefer, you're not allowed to make a bracha of of mezainus on it. Okay. And another detail, let me add another detail, which is also me ikiradin and not a chomer or a hidr. When you are looking to see how much is the shir to be kaveya suda, it's not only the amount of the, the bagel or the bread, it's also whatever else you're eating along with it. The tuna fish, the egg, or whatever else you're eating along is combined as part of that shear. It's part of that shear, and if you're eating enough that makes you satisfied, you have to make a bracha hamaitzi. But again, not directly on the mezainis bread, but the bracha has to be on, on hamaitzi, and then you make the bracha on the, the mezainis bread. What about pretzels? Okay. Pretzels is a different thing, thing altogether. Because the oilam veisnish, oilam goilam, as they state in the. Where? Let's go weiter. But here we're learning the Gemara, and I'm telling you. The halachas that it says you can check it up and say the bruches anan and peidik beis. It's right there, clear for everybody to see. No, I don't believe so. Only the chumra. Okay, we're gonna go right in the gemara. Zog the gemara. Rav Pope Ikla. We begin our new inyan. Rav Pope Ikla lebeir of Hune bereid Rav Nason. He came and uh, joined. A meal by Rav Hune, the son of Rav Nason. Basa the gomri sudesayu. So when they finished eating. Something else was brought out again to eat. Rav Papa took it and ate it. So the people present said to Rav Papa, You do not hold of what was said. And we learned some of this yesterday in the Ahmed. Once you finished eating and you separated your mind from eating, so now... You can't be yaitze with the hamaitzi to say that all the secondary foods are part of that and you don't have to make a separate bracha. Once you're already finished eating and now something else was brought out, you have to make a separate bracha on that. Don't you agree to that? Didn't you learn this? Amalahu, so he answered to them, no, salak itmer. I learned not when you finished eating, but I learned when you removed if the table was completely cleaned off, or as we'll see in a moment back then, they didn't have one big table that everybody sat around. They had, each person had his little table in front of him where he placed his food on it, and when they finished eating, they removed the table. They moved the table entirely. So he says, I learned only if you removed the table already, and then you changed your mind and you brought back the table and brought back food, back food then you have to make a new bracha. Hmm. Rav and Rabzeire were visiting the Reish Galusa. 
the head of the Gala, the Eden and Gala, standing Bavel. After the table that we're eating on was removed in front of them, another portion of food was sent to them from the quarters of the Beresh Galusa, which was eating in a separate place. So Rav ate it without a bracha, but Rav Zayda didn't want to eat it. Rav said to Do you not hold of what we learned? Salak Asr. What melachol? Once you remove the table of food that was the suda, now you're not allowed to eat without a bracha. How are you, how are you eating without a bracha and and just keep considering it to be secondary food, part of the meal? The meal ended. Remove the table. Amalei. So Rav answered. In this case, it's different. Ano anan. That is, we attacked the reish samchinan. We are guests invited on the table of the Reish Kalusa. So, therefore, we're always... We don't know what's, we, we don't know what's coming and we're expecting possibly another, another portion of food, another dessert is going to come out. And therefore, I never fully removed my mind from the food, even though the table was taken away. The Gemara <laughs> continues on the same minion. We'll see soon the final halacha. Omarav haragul b'shemen, a person after he eats... He smears his hands with oil to remove the odors of the food, and he, that's how he completes his meal. Shemen ma'akvay. Until he didn't do that, so he's still at, that's he's held back. He's still part, it's still part of his meal, and he doesn't have to make another bracha. Omravashi Ravashi said ki kahana. When we wore by kahana omalon, he taught us kagayin anan deragilna deragilinon b'mishcha that we smear our hands with this oil. So this holds us back, and until we do that, we don't have to make a new bracha. Now the Gemara concludes the halacha. We don't paskin like any of these halachas that we just said over here regarding the various times that you look at when the suda is over. Ella, how do we paskin? And he said as follows. There are three things that you're supposed to do immediately. What are they? One is teichiv l'smicha shechita. When you bring a carbon right after the smicha on the carbon, you lean your hands on the behemoth. Smicha right after that, you shach the carbon. Teichiv l'gaula tefila. Right after you say the brach of Gal Yisrael, there's no interruptions. You begin davening shmei And they said, this is what's negated to us here. Teichiv l'natilis yidayim bracha. If you washed your hands for mayim achreinim, that is the separation of the meal, and then you're supposed to bench immediately without making any uh, any interruptions. Uh-huh. Right? And if you wash Mayim Achreinim and you do speak or make an interruption, so then you should wash Mayim Achreinim again. Hmm. Okay, so this is the final halacha, that what is considered to be the ending of the meal only when the person washed Mayim Achreinim. That's what it says in the Gemara. However, Taisvis over here adds to that, and the Rambam as well, and this is brought in Shulchan Aruch as well, that if you say Rabbi Yisai Mivelem Benshin, or if you, even if you don't say it, Rabbi Yisai Mivelem Benshin, the way we say it after we wash Mayim Achreinim, when you're actually benching a Mazuman, but you say to the people, okay, let's go bench, let's bench. So that's also considered to be the ending of the meal, and you're not allowed to continue eating without a bracha. And you should go. If you say Shira Malas, it may be questionable. Yeah, because Shira Malas is... Basically, <laughs> today, that's telling everybody we're going to bench. Like, Shira Malois. And by the way, in Shulchan Aruch, it says that if all the people are around the same table, and one person says, let's go bench, so then it, it applies to everybody else as well, that the meal, the, the person that's the balabayas of the Suda, the meal is over and nobody else should eat. I'm not sure if that applies today, though. Because I'm all people were much more disciplined. And you look at Shulchan Aruch, the way, the, way this, the, the meals ran, there was a head of the table, and he gave out the food, and he was in control of everything that was going on around the table, but today everybody is right, is doing their own thing even around the same table, so I'm not sure if it would apply to anybody else. Okay. 
Amar Abaye, Abaye added, we can say a fourth thing, which is Teichev, which is immediate. Immediately after a person hosts a Talmud Chacham in his house, it brings a bracha into his house. Shanamar, as it says, Vayevarcheni Hashem Biglolech. Hashem, this is Laban said regarding Yaakov, Hashem bench me because of you being by me. Another place where we see this Shanema, the Pasik says, Vayevarach Hashem as Beis HaMitzri Beglal Yosef. The Abish to bench the house of the Mitzri of Petifa because of Yosef being there in his house. Hmm. So therefore, we, the fourth thing is immediately after you host a Talmud Chacham in your house, the Abish will provide you a bracha. The bracha comes immediately following that. Hmm. <coughs> One that makes a bracha on wine before the meal, before he began eating the meal. Not during the meal, but before. Before he washed. So for example, today, Kiddush, and so on. Or it's not talking necessarily about Shabbos. Actually, we'll see in the Gemara. But a person made a bracha on the wine before the meal. Pater asayayin, that pater, uh, exempts from a bracha on the wine, not only the wine that you drink during the meal, but, but then... The, the minig was, as Rashi describes over there, after the meal was over, after they benched, they would sit around and uh, continue and schmooze or whatever, and they would drink some wine then again. Desert wine. Huh? Desert wine. Desert wine, that's the, what the minig was, okay. But desert, desert, no, desert. Oh, dessert wine, okay, I'm sorry, I didn't hear clearly. The dessert wine that they drank afterwards, even though it's after they benched, right. the bracha on the wine that they made before the suda, patas that wine later. Why? Because the person is having in mind that since that was the custom, so he's thinking that the bracha I'm making now, he's having in mind that he's going to be drinking the wine later as well. If a person makes a bracha on an appetizer before he began the meal, right? And so it's, uh, there's various pshatim how to learn this part of the Mishnah. So one, one of the pshatim is, we're talking over here about a person that's having a meal without washing. He's not eating, making hamoitzi. He's eating the parperes. He's eating some appetizer. And then he's eating the meal itself, but without washing. If there's then a dessert that comes later, after the meal, so the bracha that he made on the appetizer before the meal will patter also the appetizer or the dessert that he eats after the meal, similar like we said regarding the wine. In a case where a person is eating a meal and he is washing for bread. So the bracha that you make on bread, that patter is the appetizer that you eat during the meal. As we saw before, whatever you eat during the suda will be patter, from the, with the bracha of Hamaitzi. Allah parperes, but if you make a bracha on the appetizer or different foods during the meal, loy pateras that will not pater you from the bracha of Hamaitzi. The Hamaitzi is the main bracha, that's the main meal, and then the, everything else you eat is secondary. Beshamay adds to this, af loy It also won't pater from the bracha that you have to make on maisekadeira, which is porridge. As we learned before already, the exact pshat of what Beshamay is coming to say will see soon. If you people are sitting together at a meal, this, this part of the Mishnah is talking both about the, the bracha before eating and benching after eating. So then, the minute would be that one person would make the bracha for everybody. There's a din of Shemeya Ka'ina. You could be might see other people with the bracha before and after. However, there's a difference. When it comes to birchas and mitzvahs, so you could, uh, or, or davening or other things, you make the bracha, you're, you're, you're saying the davening of someone else that listens is yaitzah. By birchas anenin, it's preferable to make the bracha yourself. The only time that Chacham allowed another person to be yaitzah is if they're eating together as a group. 
If they're designated to eat together as a group, then one makes the bracha and is might see the others. So therefore the Mishnah says, If they're just simply sitting around, and they're not, then the minig was that people would recline together around, on a bed, around a bed, or today, in today's day and age, this would be all people sitting together around one table. But if people are just sitting around and they're not settled together, then everyone has to make a bracha himself. But if they reclined all together on one bed or around one table, then one person makes the bracha for all of them. Another halacha, on the next page, on Membeza Medbeza. If someone brought wine in the middle of the Suda, so they didn't yet make a bracha before, then each person makes a bracha on that wine for himself. If the wine was brought after the meal, like a dessert wine, one will make the bracha for all of them. The pshat on this we'll see in the Gemara later on Daphne Gimel. The Mishnah says further, and this person that makes the bracha on the wine for all of them, he also makes the bracha on incense, on some besamim that was brought after the meal that people would smell. So one makes the bracha for all of them. Although these spices, these besamim, are only being brought out after the meal, one person makes the bracha for all of them. So we go now back to the first part of the Mishnah. What did it say in the first part of the Mishnah? That you make the bracha on the wine before the meal, it practices even dessert wine that you eat after benching, drink after benching. This is only on a Shabbos or a Yom Tif. Why? Because then, this was the meaning that you drink wine before the Suda, or for Kiddush, and you're having a mind to stay after the Suda and not walk away from the Suda immediately. It's Shabbos, people have more time, and therefore they sit around even after benching and drink again dessert wine. So since this was the custom, so therefore, what you did, the wine you drank before is might see the wine that you drink later. But on another, another regular day of the year, you're going to have to make a separate bracha on every case of wine that you drink afterwards because when you drank the wine, even the wine that you drank before the meal, you weren't thinking that you're going to be drinking more wine later. And when you drink another case of wine, you sort of changed your mind. And even after you drank one case, you're not really expecting to drink another case of wine. When you drink another case, you have to make a bracha again. Unless, unless the Altarev Shachanarev brings this halacha la with the exception of if the person Befeidish did have Kavana. If Befeidish did have a mind to drink more wine later, then even during a weekday, or if you drink one glass of wine and you're thinking to yourself you're going to drink more, so then one bracha, you make one bracha on one glass of wine, whatever wine you drink afterwards, you don't make another bracha. This, then of the Mishnah, that it's automatic, that the bracha you make before goes on later, is only on Shabbos and Yom, because that's the custom. And the other time that it was the custom to drink more wine and even drink wine after the meal was a person that came out of the bathhouse and he was feeling a little weak or a person that came out of bloodletting and he wants to strengthen himself. In those situations, a person then drinks wine before and drinks wine also after the meal. On a regular day of the year, you have to make a separate bracha on each kais. Rabbi Bamari Ikla Lebe Rava Bachel. Rabbi Bamari came and joined the Suda by Rava during the week. Chazyei, the Baruch of Neamaz, and so he saw that he made the Bracha on the wine before eating. Vahada Baruch Lachra Mazen. And he made again a Bracha on the wine, on the wine that he ate after the meal. Malay, he said to him, Yasha, this is good, but you're doing very well. As we learned before, this was Rabbi Shubh and Levi's opinion as well. 
Rav Yitzchak by Yosef, Iqlal Abay Abaya. Rav Yitzchak by Yosef came to join us in the Asuda by Abaya Biyomtiv, and it was on a Yomtiv. And what did we say on Yomtiv? The minig was to drink wine after the Suda, so you shouldn't have to make a second bracha on that wine. Chazi de Barich, Akol Kosa Vekosa. He saw he's making a bracha. He made a bracha in the beginning, but then later on, he made a bracha on one case, he made a bracha on another case again. Amalei, so he said to him, Abai said to him, Leisavala Mar, Lahadar Abishur Ben Levi. Do you not hold of what Abishur Ben Levi said that on Shabbos and Yontif, you make a bracha on the wine before, you don't make another bracha later? Amalei, Nimlachano. I, I, even though it's Yontif, I wasn't planning on drinking wine later. I have had in mind that I'm drinking the wine now and not later. So I changed my mind, and if you change your mind, you have to make a new bracha. And this is the halacha when you drink, when you eat foods, mm-hmm. and you weren't expecting to eat other foods, and other food comes, you have to make another bracha. So on that. That, is that in your own house, or is it by somebody else? Either way. Yeah, in your own house, you're saying you're expecting that the Rebetzin brings more and more. I don't know. Stuff. You, may, you don't know, but, it's, but by <laughs> someone else. Right. Can you do that? You, huh? you're someone else's I hear you. Okay, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. What do you mean? In between? No, no, no. doesn't say Somebody that. Somebody no. brings a and they make the bracha on the wine. But if they, the person said Kiddush and he's no, he, okay. he knows that he's okay, not the question was asked regarding this halacha of making a bracha on wine before the suda, right? We said, so that's mighty the wine that you eat after the suda. So the following question was asked. If he did not make a bracha on the wine before the suda, but he's drinking wine during the meal. Will that part to the bracha on the wine that you eat after the meal? What's, why, why should it not? What's the question? In Tim Tzalayman, if you're gonna say, what, what did we say in the Mishnah Bir? You know what the reason is? Why, when you make a bracha on the wine before eating, it patters the wine that you're drinking after eating. They're both drinking wine. When you drink the wine before the Suda, it's a hush of a drinking, you're drinking wine now. And when you drink wine later, it's also drinking wine. So one kapata the other. Aval hocha, if you're not drinking wine before the Suda, if you just got the wine in the middle of the Suda, the wine that you're drinking after the Suda, you're drinking wine, you're enjoying the wine. The wine that you drink during the Suda could be for a different purpose. You just want to soak the food, you don't want to drink, eat the food dry, and you want to have some wine along with the food to add to the taste or whatever, to, to, to enjoy the food better. So therefore the, the, the chivas of the wine, and you're not drinking it just for the purpose of the wine itself. So light. Maybe the bracha that you made on the wine during the Suda does not patter the wine that you eat at, drink after the Suda. Or perhaps, it doesn't matter, it doesn't make a difference. It doesn't make a difference. So the Gemara brings various opinions on this. Rav says that the wine of the middle of the Suda will patter the wine of after the Suda. Rav Kahana says it does not patter. Rav Nachman says it is patter. Rav Shesha says Rav they all said, It is not pater. So the Gemara now brings up our Mishnah. What did it say in our Mishnah? And if someone brought wine in the middle of the meal, so he didn't drink wine before, only in the middle of the meal. So each person is making a bracha on the wine in the middle of the meal for himself. Then the Mishnah continues. If there's more wine that they're drinking after they benched, then one makes a bracha and is mighty everybody. But the point is that you see in the Mishnah that even though they made a bracha on the wine during the meal, you have to make a second bracha on the wine after the meal. So how, how did Yudav Nachman say that you don't have to make a second bracha, that it patters? 
Amalei, no, 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 you, you read the Mishnah wrong. Hachikama, this is the chat of the Mishnah. In Balem Yayin, in Loi Balem Yayin, Betecha Mazain, if they did not have wine during the meal, Elolacha Mazain, only after the meal, then Echot Mavarachokulam, then one person makes a bracha for all of them. You have to read the Mishnah two separate cases. It's not a continuation. There's one story of a person that's making a bracha on wine during the meal, then a different story, a different case of a person that makes a bracha afterwards. The Halacha and Shulchan Aruch is brought, by the way, that if you make a bracha on wine during the meal, and then you bench, and you're drinking wine afterwards, you have to make a new bracha. Like the opinion that says that you have to make a new bracha. Now we go back to the Mishnah where it brought up a Shammai. What did it say in the Mishnah? He made bracha on the bread, it parts an appetizer, he made the bracha on the appetizer, it doesn't part the bracha on the bread, and then added, also not my sekedeta porridge. So the question is, what was Beshamai talking about? It was Beshamai adding what he said and arguing on the Reisha, on the first part of the statement. Was Beshamai arguing on the second part of the statement? And the Gemara explains what it means. Do we say that he's going on what the Tanakama said on the first part of what he said? That if he made the bracha on bread, it patters an appetizer. Appetizer is something which is even maybe even more sweet. So for sure, it patters it patters which is a main staple in the meal. For sure, making the bracha on the bread will patter ma'isekededa. That's what the Tanakam is saying. Beshamai is coming to disagree with this and is saying, When you make the bracha on the bread, not only does it not patter you of the bracha on the appetizer, not even the porridge, which is a main staple in the meal, the bread will also not pat you. So, which means Bishamai's opinion is even after you make a hamaitzi, you have to make a separate bracha on the other foods of the meal. That's one, uh, one, one way of learning uh, Bishamai's statement. <clears throat> or perhaps Bishamai asefa pligi. He was going on the second half of the statement. If you made a bracha mezainis, on a parpedis, on some kind of an appetizer, which the brach is a mezainus, it does not patter the bread. So what does that mean? Pasu de patar. If you made a mezainus on an appetizer, it doesn't patter you of making a hamaitzi. Avamaisekedeta patar. But then if you're having an oatmeal, which is a mezainus, so then it's, you made the brach a mezainus on the parpedis, on another appetizer, you don't have to make again a mezainus on the maisekedeta, on the porridge. Vasa beshame lemeimar, beshame comes and says, no. You have to make a separate bracha on the, on the porridge because it's chashif for itself and the bracha on the appetizer does not patter the, the, the oatmeal, the porridge, which is chashif for itself. Teiku, the Gemara does not resolve this question, but of course we don't pass like Beshamai either way. Now we go to the story of the mission that it says that they were sitting together and you want to have one person make the bracha before and the bracha after, to be mighty everybody else, what did it say in the Mishnah? Only if they're misubin, only if they're reclining and they're eating together, then one could make the bracha for everybody. Not if they're just sitting around. So the Gemara says, Hesevu in, only if they are reclining together, then one makes the bracha for all of them. Loyesevu, but if they're not reclining together, but they're just sitting around and eating, even if it's in the same room, loy, then it doesn't apply. I'll ask you a question from Abraise where it says, Ten people are traveling on the way. Even if all ten of them are sharing the same loaf of bread. 
Each one of them should make a bracha for himself because they're traveling on the way. They, they, they didn't designate to eat together. But Yashvu, if they stopped from their trip and they sat down to eat, even if they didn't recline and establish to eat together, then even if each person is eating from his own loaf of bread, one could make the bracha for all of them because they're sitting. They stopped and they're sitting to eat. So what do you see over here? Katana Yashvu. It says if they're sitting to eat, even if they're not reclining around one table or around around one bed the way it was back then. So this is a contradiction to what it said in the Mishnah. Rav Nachman by Yitzchak, Rav Nachman by Yitzchak, answer, that case is different. For example, they were on the road and they're looking for a good place where they can stop and eat. They're looking for a rest area, a rest stop. So what happened? The Amri Nezil Lachmel. Let's go and eat bread plan in that location, in that place. So therefore, they just by the fact that they said, "Let's go to that rest area and designate to eat there," right? So that itself is designating that they are eating together, even without reclining. When a person is at home, so then if people are sitting around in the same room, they're not. They haven't reclined. They're not together. They're not around the same table. So you have to be around the same table. But if you're out on a trip, the very fact that they've designated a place to eat together, then they have to, they, one can be might see the other. When Rav passed away, his Talmidim followed him. They went to the Levaya to go and bury him in a different city. On their way back, Omri, they said, Let's go and, and, and eat bread by the river at the riverside of Dnok. After they finished eating, so as Tesis explains, when they began eating, they didn't all begin eating at the same time. So the question didn't come up when they were making the bracha maitzi, whether one person should make to be maitzi all of them. But when they finished eating, Yasvi, they were sitting there, and they had the question, could one person bench and be maitzi everybody else? And what was their question? When it says in the Mishnah that only if they recline together, only then could one be might see everyone else. If they're sitting around and did not recline around one table, so then one can't be might see anybody else. Or perhaps this case is different. Since we said, let's go and eat bread in this place by the riverside, so maybe this is like we reclined and established to eat together. So maybe one person could be might see everybody else. So what happened? They have be a They couldn't. They couldn't resolve their 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 suffi. They didn't have the answer. Come, Rav Adav Rav Adav got up at that point and ahade kare la vikara kriya. So he tore kriya once after Rav passed away. But now he turned his garment around and he tore kriya again because he said, "Look what happened over here. We don't have Rav to answer our question." Omar, he said, Rav has passed away. And we did not even a chance to learn from him this halacha about the bracha, whether one can be mighty, someone else, if they're sitting together, but they did not, they're not reclining, but they designated to eat there. They didn't have the answer. What happened? Until this old fellow came along, which um, some, um, I think Taisvis says somewhere, that when the Gemara says, Elashna Vahu Saba, it refers to Liyawa Novi. And he came along, Rama Luhu Masnisna Braisa. He asked the question that the Gemara asked here before. There's a contradiction between the Mishnah and the Braisa. 
right? In the Mishnah it says only if they recline together, and in the Brais it says even if they sat together. The Shani Luhu and Leoa Novi answered to them that it depends if they designated the place. If they designated the place, so then, Kivin the Omri Nezel Venech Malach Mevuduch Plam, once they designated and said, let's go and eat bread in this place, it's like they recline together and one person can bench and make the bracha for all of them.